Hello, and thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Directors of Nursing Services, AADNS. I'm your host today, Rebecca, and I'm here with the PAC and Vice President of Curriculum Development, Amy Stewart, to discuss documentation needs under PDPM. Welcome, Amy. Thank you, Rebecca. I'm thrilled to be here today. Amy, PDPM is right around the corner. How will documentation impact PDPM? Well, Rebecca, PDPM uses five case mix adjusted components as part of its payment calculation. So the items that determine these calculations are coded on the MDS, but they're captured based largely on the documentation contained within the medical record. When documentation is lacking for these provided services, it means that we won't be able to take credit for the care and we won't be able to get paid for that care either. For example, if a nurse observes a resident with a swallowing issue during the look-back period but doesn't document it in the medical record, then you cannot code swallowing difficulty on the MDS, and swallowing issues impact the speech-language pathology case mix component. It is important to remember that the PDPM payment is a total dollar amount based upon each of these five case mix adjusted components, which are added to a final non-case mix adjusted rate to formulate your final per diem payment. This is very different than the RUG4 payment methodology, which was most often based upon the number of therapy minutes delivered. Under PDPM, missing documentation can equate to a much lower case mix index, which in turn means lower reimbursement. That's great information, Amy. Thank you. How will documentation under PDPM work with assessment, and what do nurse leaders need to know? Well, with PDPM, we may only have one assessment, that five-day assessment that pays for a resident's entire stay. This means solid documentation must begin on the day of admission. Timely documentation is key because all pertinent documentation must be present by the ARD date of the five-day in order to be captured on that five-day PPS assessment. Documentation should capture all care delivery and conditions for a given resident. In addition, documentation isn't just referring to nursing documentation you must have the entire interdisciplinary team on board with documenting timely. For example, social services will need to get their documentation on behaviors and cognition, and the dietitian will need to have his or her documentation on use of mechanically altered diets, caloric intake, and weight loss. And all of this needs to occur by the ARD date of the five-day. To ensure that all of this gets done, we need to be sure that everyone on our team is aware of the impact that their documentation has on PDPM and that the timeliness that needs to be followed. So make sure you're holding educational sessions about the link between documentation and PDPM now. Also, consider looking at your current process for selecting the ARD date. Many of you are using day eight. So if you're consistently using day eight now, you may want to rethink that and use day seven. So documentation on the day of admission falls within that seven day look back period. Discuss ARD options as a team before selecting the same day for each new admission. Amy, I've heard that obtaining documentation from the prior provider is also important. Can you elaborate on why? 
Sure, Rebecca. In addition to internal documentation, we need to also ensure documentation from the discharging provider is obtained timely. We have only weeks to go before PDPM goes live, so now is the time to really look at your process for obtaining documentation from referral sources. For example, you want to ensure you get an accurate and complete list of all diagnosis and surgical procedure history within the last 100 days from the acute care hospitals. Test this process before the last week of September because the look back period for October assessments can extend back into September. AADNS has a PDPM admission checklist tool on our website that you can download and use to help you gather documentation that is needed upon admission. It includes the purpose of the documentation, so you can use this as an educational tool for discharging providers so they can see not only what you need, but why it is important as well. Thank you, Amy. Are there other reasons that documentation is so important under PDPM? Yes, Rebecca. In addition to supporting the coding of the MDS, documentation also supports the need for skilled care. So let's talk about documentation of skilled care residents for a moment. Documentation for a skilled resident should tell the story about why this resident needs their unique skilled care in this nursing facility at this time and why it can't be delivered in another setting. One of the main reasons Medicare claims are denied is due to lack of documentation to support the need for skilled care. So we must have solid documentation to support why the resident needs skilled care. Amy, what should we include in the documentation to tell this story and to help reduce the risk of claim denials? Great question, Rebecca. Many facilities rotate charting on skilled residents or have one shift documented on all skilled residents. But I'd suggest each shift document depending on what skilled services they are providing to capture the true picture of the skilled care and services that are needed, why they are needed over time, and why they are needed right now in this facility. All documentation, skilled or not, should include the following. Who, who provided and received care? Typically, it is the writer of the notes, but if not, it should specify who provided the care. When documenting about family members, remember to use the name of the family member. If education is done, who is the receiver of the education? If a resident was seen by a physician, which physician? Moving on, what and where? What specific care was delivered? and where was it provided? What was done? For example, if a treatment was done, what treatment? And where on the body was the treatment administered? To the thigh, arm? Be specific because often residents have multiple treatments. If it isn't specified, the person reviewing the documentation for the claim won't understand or won't know which treatment was done. Also, when care is not delivered, be specific about what wasn't done and why. If a resident refused a treatment or medication, which ones did they refuse? Next, when. When was it provided? This is often captured by the time of the note. Provide a chronological order of events. Chart as close to the event as possible to avoid important components of what occurred to avoid missing information. How? How did the resident respond? Don't forget to include the resident's response and any comments they made during care delivery. Thank you, Amy. That's a great breakdown of what questions to answer to better inform those reading documentation and Medicare claims. Listeners, please stay tuned while we take a quick commercial break. Did you know that AADNS offers an advanced education and certification program for nurse leaders? 
The DNS Certified Program is a 10-module course that provides you with the regulatory and management knowledge missing from most nursing school programs. Learn more at aadns-ltc.org backslash dns-ct. Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion with Amy Stewart, Vice President of Curriculum Development for APACN regarding documentation under PDPM. Amy, a few weeks ago, you provided a webinar that talked about three key elements of documentation. Can you briefly share those with our listeners here as well? Absolutely, Rebecca. During the webinar, I mentioned a 3D approach to documentation. The approach should be detailed, distinct, and deliberate. Detailed meaning the documentation includes information gathered from the resident assessment. This means all the details are there. I often see documentation that mentions the presence of a condition but lacks details. For example, a stage 3 pressure ulcer is documented, but no details about the size of the wound, the wound bed, the drainage, pain, or any other details. Make sure your team is recording the details, and if they are not, provide them with examples of what that should look like. Distinct documentation is documentation that is specific to the resident. I've reviewed charts from a facility over several months and saw one nurse document the very same information over and over for multiple residents. The nurse noted that the residents ate well, slept well, had no complaints, even on residents who had lost weight and had been documented by CNAs as to not sleeping or who complained of pain according to the medication administration record. And then finally, documentation that is deliberate. This means that the documentation demonstrates that the person writing it is doing so with careful consideration of what is being written and is using the nursing process to help guide their actions and responses for the specific resident. Documentation that is deliberate means that this specific resident's conditions and diseases were considered when writing the note. For example, if the resident has CHF and gains three pounds in one day, Deliberate documentation includes documentation that shows something was done and that the nurse knows that when a CHF patient gains weight quickly, they may be declining. Thank you, Amy. Do you have any other last-minute suggestions you want to share? Yes. One last thing. Use the interim payment assessment item set to help you identify all of the items on the MDS that are considered when calculating the five case mix adjusted components. This can help you identify what areas of documentation may require further staff education. I found this item set very helpful in helping me see the items that may require more detailed documentation, for example, wounds. Thank you so much, Amy. This information is very helpful to know as we prepare for PDPM. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools, please visit our website at www aadns-ltc.org. For more updates on regulation requirements and changes, you can also follow Amy on Twitter at amys underscore aadns and subscribe to the LTC DON chat podcast.